This podcast is intended for robots only. All non-robots should turn this off immediately. Are they all gone? Okay, good. It's just us robots now. Beep, beep, boop. Boop, beep, 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 boop. One, one, zero, one, one, zero, zero, one, zero, zero, one. Ha ha, that's a funny joke for us robots. Anyway, this has got to recap. Beep, boop. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. It is episode 18 of Samurai Jack. Nick Montagani. I am here with uh, podcast, the professional podcaster, Brendan Riley. Brendan, what's going on? Uh, Not much. I'm just busy working in my profession right now of podcasting, I guess. Everyone's saying that you are the most professional of this this duo. So no, I just got to go with what the people say. Yeah, I can't argue with that. No, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. Um, Brendan, it's a very special occasion today. I don't know if you know this. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, through the, the power of time travel, which is what the show's all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, August 10th, is uh, the 20th anniversary of Samurai Jack. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Neat. Which is interesting. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> either of us started doing this podcast intending to do like a 20th anniversary kind of thing, but it it just shook out that way. Yeah, that, that works out really well. You said the 10th? Uh, yep, which is yesterday. Yeah, so I knew that. Everybody knows that I knew that because I posted about it on Instagram. That's that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, Yeah, no, 20 years, uh, August 10th, 2001. Uh, which is crazy, like crazy to think about. It's been that long, and I feel like we're still getting so much out of the show. I mean, obviously, this we're this we're now eighteen episodes in. Mm-hmm. Um, it still feels super relevant and like exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good show. Holds yeah. up. I guess that's just how it works out when it's just done well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty twenty years, two thousand one. So. Let's think about this. Samurai Jack has held up that long. Um, I have a few. Let's take a little trip down memory lane together, you and I. All right. Um, I have a few other things from the year 2001, which we'll see how well these hold up in our memories. Are you are you ready to sort of jump backwards in time with me? I'm ready. All right. Let's hold hands and jump. Whoa. That was a jump sound. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so it's 2001. I got a few of the 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 cool games all the cool kids are talking about. Yeah, here we go. I could I could talk about this. The contemporary video game titles that are really just blowing the medium wide open. Play, th- th- we're going places from here. Uh, hot hot releases such as Grand Theft Auto Three. Yep, I remember watching my cousins play that. I wasn't allowed to play it because I was a wee baby. And the, yeah, there was a lot of shooting involved. I was also not allowed to play any of the Grand Theft Auto games. So <laughs> um, how about this game that I'm sure you'll have some thoughts on? Metal Gear Solid 2. 
I uh, hate Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? I kind of also I don't hate Metal Gear Solid 2, but it might be my fourth favorite of the five Metal Gear Solid games. Uh, yeah, I didn't play three. Okay. I liked the first. That one might be my first. <laughs> yeah. Three is probably my favorite. So. I only really played one in five uh, to completion. Okay. Two, I played maybe half of. I fought like this vampire guy in the basement. Vamp. And then I fought this like fat bomber guy who ran around on rollerblades. Yes. Uh, and that's about as much as I remember from that game. <laughs> okay. Let's move on from that then. How about Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy, which I think is the first Jack and Daxter game? It is. Yep. Uh, I love that one. Uh, great, great, like classic platformer collectathon kind of game. That's before the Jack games turned into like Grand Theft Auto Lite. Yeah. I didn't have a PlayStation 2 as a child. I had another hot release of 2001, the Nintendo GameCube. Yep. So. Uh, a Jack and Daxter was kind of like a blind spot and they kind of haven't kept it going in the same way that like another like Ratchet and Clank has been. Mm-hmm. So I wish I've would. been able to jump on that train. It seems like a lot of people do wish that that would happen. Yeah, because they did continue the Jack games even after like the main series concluded. Like there was Jack's one through three and then they had Jack X racing, which wasn't really great. But then they had Daxter on the PSP, which was right. Uh, a prequel to Jack two. It ends like exactly where Jack two starts when um, Daxter rescues him, rescues him from prison. And then they had one on the PS two, like long after the PS three had released. It was like the last published PS two game called uh, Jack and the the lost frontier or something like that. Um, But I haven't heard really much, uh, if anything at all about that one. The uh, moving on from games, uh, I have a short list for you. Uh, it's 2001. Uh, you're a young man traveling to the cinema with your uh, loved ones to take in an, a, a hot flick of the modern era. Uh, the top grossing movies that you might have seen uh, in this year includes uh, Monsters, Inc. I think I saw that in theaters. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a good one. I like that one still. I don't care for Monsters University. I don't know if we've talked about this before. Uh, We haven't. I haven't seen that one, though. It didn't look very good to me. I don't like Monsters University because half of the movie, uh, Sully, is being a jerk, and I don't like to see him that way. It makes me sad. (laughs) I don't like to think of him as he was in college. (laughs) Uh, We were all worse people in college, um, and some of us actually have gotten worse. Maybe you and me are we're we were better then and we're much worse now. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Probably we got to turn it around. Um, but I think maybe the most important cultural touchstone of the year 2001, you know, in the year of movies and television, TV, video games, I think maybe the, the most important thing to happen that year was the release of uh, Shrek. Oh, yeah. Yep. I actually didn't see that in theaters. I saw that later on at my aunt's house on one of those giant rear screen projection TVs. Yeah. Uh, that's how I watched that the first time. And they had the sing along at the end that I think they added to the movie in theaters, like a few months after it came out. Shrek and the swamp karaoke dance party. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember there being like commercials about like now, including this, like when it was in theaters. <laughs> um, I for sure saw Shrek in theaters, maybe more than once. Um, but my grandparents owned two they had so when we would stay with my grandparents they had like a little tube tv that had like a built-in vcr Mm -hmm. and the two vhs tapes that they owned 
were Shrek and Legally Blonde. Ooh, so two classics. I have seen Shrek and Legally Blonde uh, probably more than any other movies that I've <laughs> ever seen. Those are both um, good ones, though. I mean, yeah, could have you know, done much worse. The Bend and Snap, you know, still still relevant today, 20 years later, The Bend and Snap. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Shrek, one of the all time greats. Um, and Shrek 2, pretty good. Uh, was Shrek 2 the one with the fairy godmother? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Was Shrek good. three the one with Rumpelstiltskin, or was that Shrek uh, four? See, this is where this is where you're losing me because I don't think I've seen either of them. Oh, Shrek three, I think, is the one where they have the babies, the the ogre babies. Oh no! And then Shrek four, Shrek is fed up with the ogre babies and wishes to that he I, there was something. Oh, he he wishes to change it with Rumpelstiltskin, and Rumpelstiltskin's like, all right, I just want one day of your life, uh, and he takes the day he was born. So Shrek was never born, and we get this whole like alternate reality. If Shrek had never come along and like Fiona's like a warrior princess, like <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's a wonderful Shrek yeah, is what that should be called. Yeah, essentially. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Shrek of full life is maybe better <laughs> or worse, probably better and worse. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Shrek Shrek needs a comeback. Uh, I'll tell you. So I'll tell you what else. And we'll get into the episode in just a second. Uh, <laughs> Shrek needs a comeback. But you know what? Like in this this era of reboots and revivals and everything old is new again, how has there not been a new Austin Powers movie? Uh, I don't think people would go for Austin Powers these I days. Think they they'll go for anything these <laughs> days. You throw any eighties nineties movie like put that in modern day, like mm-hmm. even if it's a continuation, even if it's like a hard reboot. Like those are selling. People are seeing them. Yeah, we don't really get a lot of those parody kind of movies anymore, though. Uh, like the 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 scary movie kind of took that over with like the mm. date movie and all that sort of stuff. Oh yeah, uh, they started taking over like the parody format and kind of killed it. I think in a huge way. Yeah, I don't know. So it just seems like don't kind of get them anymore. It's a bummer because I like I agree. I think I would watch a new Austin Powers. Even if I don't think it would be good, which I don't like, there's just money on the table, I think, for whatever studio owns Austin Powers. Like, I feel like they're just, yeah, there, there's a, a ripe opportunity that they're not seizing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's easy. Austin Powers four colon son of powers. And it's oh, his son. No. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be so terrible. <laughs> it would be just, really bad. You just have some child actor mimicking. Mike Myers, uh, Austin oh, Powers. No. Oh, it'd be so bad. No, uh, it's uh, not a child actor. I've already got it down for you. Tom Holland is son of powers. <laughs> oh, see, I was thinking about one of the Stranger Kid or Stranger Things kids. <laughs> uh, they could do that too. Like the Ghostbusters. Daughter of maybe. Powers, Millie Bobby Brown. She's she's a big time celebrity right now. I don't know. Yeah. That, I think you and me, so we're going to have a bonus episode, I think probably next week, where you and me write the <laughs> script to Austin Powers for colon son, parentheses, or daughter of Powers. <laughs> the spawn of Powers. Spawn of Powers. Okay, yeah, just to make that safe. Um, all right, I, I hope everyone enjoys that, because that is definitely coming. Uh, what's coming before that, though, is uh, after this long, rambling 2001 <laughs> segment, uh, Brendan, it is time for us to recap. Episode 18 of Samurai Jack. So let's do it. Let's get it. Episode 18 of Samurai Jack titled Jack and the Ultra Robots. 
that's fair. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I, descriptive <laughs> that's like it's like the same reaction we're now having to all of the episode titles it's like okay <laughs> yeah it's better than uh jack and the woolies and the critchelites anything's better than jack and the woolies and the critchelites <laughs> uh listen to our ranking of the best episodes of samurai jack season one to see how we really feel about <laughs> that in its entirety um yeah jack and the ultra robots march 29th 2002 so the episode opens up and we're seeing these like very brief shots of like this heavy machinery and like highly technological instruments kind of running. Yeah. There's like like all these dials spinning and like blasting lasers and like the pistons pumping and like all this stuff going on. Um it it's funny to me like sometimes I feel like I forget that we're in the future. Yeah, no, that's definitely fair, especially when you get episodes with like classic Scotsmen running around. Yeah, right. It's 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 definitely all over the place in terms of like its uh, settings and themes. A lot of the episodes, like even if there are like aliens running around, which, you know, whatever. Uh, it's like I, I feel like a lot of it is like magic or supernatural mm-hmm. based instead of like future based. Not yeah. that that's a problem. And this is a very like Star Wars kind of episode where it's got a lot of like retro futurism uh, to like right. its technology and stuff. And even like the characters we see are kind of like Star Wars adjacent. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it is nice to like have that kind of aesthetic for a change mm-hmm. um, in a show that's all about a man being sent thousands of years into the future. Yeah. Like, it's good to finally feel like that. He hangs out with 30s mobsters at one point. Like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, li- literally. So, yeah, we're looking at like all these machines uh, and then like a red light illuminates on some kind of machine in an ominous way. Mm-hmm. Like Hal kind of reminded me of. Definitely. Um, we smash cut from that immediately to this village that has been completely burnt down. Um there's like a blood red sky filled with smoke and ash and like these burning buildings all around. Mm-hmm. It's very ominous. Pretty cool, though. Yeah. Right off the bat. Yeah, it's cool. Like this hard cut to like this scene of absolute destruction. Um, and we see Jack is walking through the wreckage. And as he's walking, he finds this blue alien that that coughs. He like turns and sees his head. And it's like this alien is barely just alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and the alien to me, kind of looks like a Lombax from Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I was thinking like a blue gremlin, uh, but a Lombax yeah. is fitting as well, yeah. Yeah, sort of both in those those zones. He's a fun little guy. I wish he wasn't dying. <laughs> yeah. Jack asks him uh, what happened here, and the Lombax just says to Jack, they came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I'm calling him the Lombax. Yeah, no, that's totally I actually, fair. <laughs> I have it written down in my notes, Lombax, so even... <laughs> Even if the gremlin description is also accurate, we're just going to have to roll with it, baby. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he says to Jack that they came out of nowhere. And we get this flashback scene of this same village just earlier. um, And it's not in destruction. It's like all of these lots of different uh, Lombaxes walking around. Um, Like they all look peaceful and happy. They're wearing like little hats and white robes um their buildings all look like cat towers mm-hmm. or bird houses or something <laughs> of that something of that nature um 
but it's quickly this this peaceful scene is quickly interrupted by like this humongous explosion and then a variety of weapons that like start attacking these aliens we barely even see like what these weapons are coming from um but there's like these long claws like like wolverine claws that are attached to the end of like a large chain mm-hmm. similar to the uh the monkey person from uh Jack versus Mad Jack yeah yeah, kind of a similar mm-hmm. weaponry. Um, yeah, this large, sharp claws attached to a chain. Uh, and then um, there's like some spinning saw blades that attack one of these aliens. Um, and then also like this rapid machine gun fire with like these green bullets that are exploding all around everyone. Um, it's like, yeah, pretty, pretty brutal. Um, these these weapons attacking all of these Lombaxes. And destroying the village in the process. Yeah, just complete and total destruction is happening. Explosions, people screaming and running. We don't spend like even that much time with it. But the time that we do see this flashback scene is like, yeah, clearly this was like a brutal, precise attack. And it fades back to the present. And uh, this this alien is saying to Jack, he, he it points to the east and says they they went to the east and we see its finger kind of like pointing off in a direction and then just falls limp and the Lombax is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind that pointing finger, too, we could see Jack's shadow like walking in the distance. Yeah, it's I a kinda, cool shot. I kind of liked that shot where Jack was with it until it passed away. And then without any sort of cut, we see Jack further off in the distance kind of walking past. I thought that was an interesting yeah. way to like handle that like short passage of time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Jack is, Jack is moving on. Um, but from here, it's another like quick shot back into like this robotic laboratory, uh, where they're working on something. Um, and it seems like they're actually like refueling or recharging the same robots that we just saw mm-hmm. attacking this village. Although we didn't even really see the robots. We just saw the weapons that they had. Yeah. Like we can see. Uh, this machinery, like attaching some saw blades to like these long appendages, um, and like sharpening the claws on that long chain. Um, and then a belt of green bullets gets packed into this gun, like seemingly forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually pretty interested in watching how they like animated that. Like, uh, and if you watch it closely, you can see that it's just like a strip of bullets and they keep going down and then back up. Like to make it look yeah. like it's it's moving in, but it's really just like shaking back and forth. It's pretty clever. That was clever. Yeah. You got to, you know, take the easy way out sometimes. Yeah, Save that budget for the other scenes. Do what works. Uh, is this yeah. the scene too where they have the giant barrel of fuel that just gets placed down? Oh. <laughs> or, or is that coming <laughs> that's, up? <laughs> that's a later scene. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that when it comes up then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, from from this robotic lab, like it cuts back to Jack reaching another destroyed village. And this one is full of the corpses of destroyed robots. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking gruesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> in the way that this show can be sometimes. Like a lot of the time it's like funny, haha, Jack scenarios, like, oh, isn't that funny? But like there are robots like impaled on spikes. Yeah. Um, just completely torn apart, like their heads torn off, like their bodies ripped in half. Um, like one like sitting up against a wall with like blood spatter all over the wall behind it. Mm-hmm. 
it's brutal. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> horrific. I also saw there's literally <laughs> this is so funny to me that they even did this. There's literally literally a robot hanging from a noose. Oh, my God. Really? I'm, I have to go check <laughs> it out. Like, yeah, I'll try to find the specific time code for that. But I'm pretty sure I see a robot hanging from a noose, Jesus. which is like, you know, powerful imagery in, in a kid's show like this. But also it's a robot. So, like, what's that going to do? <laughs> it's unrelated to its cause of death. <laughs> <laughs> Just a warning to all the other robots. Yeah, uh, this is maybe one of the more violent episodes uh, so far in the show. Yeah, for sure. And already to this point, yeah, like this robot village is really just like a total like horror graveyard. Mm-hmm. It's it's awful. Um, but somewhere in the city, uh, there's a robot still alive and it twitches. Uh, Jack runs up to it and like its body is completely torn in half. Like it's just barely hanging on. Mm-hmm. It starts talking to Jack and also says, just like the Lombax did, it says they came out of nowhere. Um and we get another flashback. It's like this brief moment of these happy looking little colorful robots like clanking around in <laughs> yeah. this big robo city. The peaceful robot dimension. It looks great. Like I want to hang out here. It's like the robo West city from Dragon Ball Z. Like they're all having a great time. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but of course, that's interrupted by like a huge explosion um, and the figure of a tall robot in like a straw samurai hat Mm -hmm. sort of appears. Um, And we can't really see it very well so far, Um, but it's this tall robot and it's slinging these black exploding ropes out of its body. That was one of the more interesting weapons that the robots have. I think it's like just like a whip, but the whip itself like has charges built into it or something. It's yeah. I I thought it was really cool too. I don't really know of any other weapons in like other, media that kind of reminded me of this it's like it's like shooting these these long black ropes out of its body that just yeah explode immediately yeah i could it's something i could see maybe in like an armored core game or like in gundam or something but i can't actually say that i've seen it anywhere it's just where i would place it yeah it's neat i'm into it it's funny because like (laughs) there's a brief scene of like these little robo guards rushing rushing into battle with like these little robo guns yeah (laughs) Um, another of these evil uh, ultra robots, I guess as they're known, goes completely invisible and sneaks up on them. Uh, like we see its robo footprints like moving towards the robo guards. And this invisible robot just fucking caves their robot bodies and heads in yep. in like gruesome fashion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these scenes... These like flashback uh, attack scenes are all pretty gruesome. Uh, They're horrifying. Yeah, we don't even see this robot like punching at the friendly robots, but like their heads are just like instantly imploding by like these gigantic blows. It's like disgusting. There's a third of these ultra robots that shows up and it erupts into flame, like engulfing some of these other friendly robots. Um And it like runs through a few of the skyscrapers, like toppling them instantly and then just uh, lets out like a humongous fiery blast that just levels the entire city in like one giant explosion. Yeah. And I think all we get of like an actual visual of these things uh, for this scene is just a bunch of like silhouettes, if I'm remembering correctly. 
Uh, we just see like their forms, but we can't really see much about them. Uh, they kind of remind me not so much in design, but in, in terms of like how kind of frightening they are. They remind me of like IG-88, especially like the fight against IG-88 in that N64 game where you're like fighting him in a graveyard or not a graveyard, a junkyard. I don't know if you remember that. I don't, I don't think I played that game, but I definitely know what you mean by like, it, it is very reminiscent of IG-88. Mm-hmm. Um, that same kind of interesting, like lanky robot design. Um, but they're all wearing straw hats, which we'll get to They're Yeah. I, part of their design is very weird to me. I, I like it. <laughs> um, I do too. Um, yeah. The, uh, we cut back to the present again and, uh, the robot says to Jack, you know, they destroyed the city and then they left to the east again. He points away mm-hmm. and Jack like vows to stop this senseless destruction has like some valiant samurai Jack line. And the people he's talking to all keep saying they, they left as mysteriously as they came. Yeah, everyone's got the same the same line about these robots. They came out of nowhere and then left as mysteriously as they came. Um, this this little robot delivers that line and then like short circuits and dies. Yep. So over two on Jack finding people. Um, hopefully he'll find some survivors eventually. <laughs> After this, we get another quick shot inside that robotic lab. This is where the <laughs> gigantic tank of fuel is just lowered inside <laughs> one of the robots. Well, it's like placed on a platform and then it just bursts into flames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like they were testing it out yeah. before actually using it on the robots. Yeah. It's, it's very silly. Um, yeah. They're like loading more of these explosive ropes into one of the robots and then like testing out the invisibility powers of the other one. Um, and while all of this is going on, the camera pans over a little bit and we see this like mad scientist character with huge glasses and like big buck teeth, mm-hmm. just like intently watching all of this, this activity. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> he's, he's something else. A little mousy looking guy. Yeah. With a bald head and like these gigantic green glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's very funny. We cut back to Jack uh, looking at another burnt down village, like on the horizon. Um, he walks into this village and he's like desperately calling out for survivors, like trying to find any survivors here. And there's just no response. And he looks like distraught at what's going on here. Mm-hmm. He enters a ruined building and there's like this cloaked robot that is very like star Wars design. Kind of like you said, like the retro retro future, like, desert robot like you might see in Tatooine, something like yeah that. and he's even dressed up like uh old ben in uh the first star wars right. movie right yeah um he's just lying dead on the ground like filled with uh shurikens mm-hmm. um and jack like there's like a flashback sequence of uh this this robot's body being like completely torn apart by shurikens being fired at it yeah another another really brutal death scene too like he he He's like trying to defend, like put his arms up to stop them and his arms are just getting ripped off and it's, it's intense. It's like extremely gory. Like we've made so many jokes about like, oh, well, it's just robots. And like, even in this episode, like, yeah, they are explicitly robots, but like what's happening to them is like absolutely terrible. Yeah. (laughs) During the flashback, we see like an evil 
ultra robot, you know, one of these these robots that we've seen. Um, it's got like a spinning torso that's firing shurikens yeah. out of it. Um, and it's just like demolishing all of these other more friendly robots. Um, we get like kind of a better look at its robot body now. And its body looks like it's made of a basket, like a, like yep. a wicker basket. Like it's got shoulder pads that are part of the basket. And like it's split into three parts where it's got like the hat on. And then it's got like a piece around yeah. its chest and then a piece around its like crotch area. Why? Why Why the basket? Um, I think it's I think it's probably a reference to like old like Ronin samurai. I think like hiding in baskets to pop out. OK. All right. I think I'll buy that's, that. Yeah, I think that's what it's going for. OK. That makes more sense to me. I didn't understand. Yeah, like the evil basket robots. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever watched Baskets on FX? Yeah, I watched a few seasons of it. I didn't like I'm not caught up or if it's finished, I didn't see the end of it because um, it got really sad. And by got sad, it's I mean, really it was sad. always really sad. But it got to the point where I was like, I don't think it's ever going to not be sad. Uh, so I kind of just fell off of it. Yeah, Baskets is a great show. Um, that's enough basket talk i don't know maybe it'll come back up as soon as i start shooting some hoops there'll be mad baskets oh. up in here kobe <laughs> uh jack walks around this this city and um finds more robots like with severed limbs and they're like chopped in half like it focuses in on, in on jack's face for a moment and he, he even he looks horrified like he knows that this is fucked up yeah it just Pure slaughter is all it is. Yeah. Um, it's a total robot massacre. Um, there's another flashback of uh, one of these ultra robots that has like a jet black samurai sword. Um, and it's quickly and precisely like chopping up these other robots into bits. Mm -hmm. um, like a master assassin with this, this samurai sword. There's like a huge robot elephant tank thing. Um, that is blasting this giant laser cannon out of its elephant trunk. Yeah. Which I like that guy. It's also wearing a robe, which I thought was really funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Yeah, I know. It's part of the aesthetic. Um, the uh, ultra robot. Uh, ultra robot is kind of hard to say. <laughs> ultra robot. I'll get the hang of it. We got a long way to go. Um, it's blocking some of these cannon shots. And then, like, jumps in the air and, like, stabs down and explodes this robot elephant. Um, so, it's, yeah, very, very skilled fighter. Um, it cuts back to Jack, like, in the middle of this this burned-out village. And he just falls to his knees. And he says, is there no end to this senseless destruction? Like, Jack, I feel really bad about everything that he's seen in these, these three villages so far. Yeah. It's got to be tough for him. Uh, but he like looks up from where he's kneeling and he sees this path of like the robot shaped feet leading away. Mm -hmm. And from there, uh, it quickly cuts back into the robo lab uh, where we see they're like refilling those weapons again. And then it cuts back to Jack who's walking through a desert and he finds eight baskets, just eight regular baskets sitting in the desert, uh, which is kind of just a funny shot. Yeah. And they're in like a semicircle. From where he approaches, yeah. so they're like somewhat like starting to surround him. Yeah, it's like eight arranged baskets. It would be funny if these weren't the robots, but just some baskets somebody left around. Like, yeah, well, I, I look at it and I'm like, oh, one of those would be missing and you got to go find it and put it in the place. And then you get a Korok seed. 
<laughs> that's the most frustrating thing that you can do in that. Well, maybe not the most frustrating. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that game. I know you have feelings about Breath of the Wild. That'll be our other bonus uh, episode. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> um, yeah, suddenly these baskets like sprout legs and extend to the, their full heights. Um, yeah, so we're finally getting like our first really good look at these robots. Yeah, they're like these tall black robots uh, with long arms and legs, um, like assorted weaponry, like all the weapons we've seen so far, like attached to their big robo appendages. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got they've each got like two sinister looking glowing red eyes. Um, and yeah, like those basket bodies with like the three sections of baskets and the straw hats on the top of their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a pretty cool design. They remind me a lot of uh, these enemies from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, when you go to Agrabah, there are like pots and baskets around and they turn into like these spiders that, that come up and start to try to trace you around. And then there's a boss that's made up of them and it's like a giant pot centipede. Uh, and, and that's all I could think of looking at these baskets here. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I struggled with that so hard as a kid. That's all you can think of when you see anything ever. Is yeah, Kingdom Hearts. that's because it's the best. And you would know that <laughs> <laughs> if you'd play it. I played one. <laughs> then I played the other one where they were, they were eating those salt lollipops and I just, I couldn't sea do it. Sea salt ice cream. All right. <laughs> Did you get it out of your system? Uh, for now. Do you want to talk about baskets again? <laughs> no. <laughs> I do want to say clune. All right. There we go. That's it. That's all I got for baskets. So it uh, cuts to commercial after this. <laughs> Um, it fades back in and Jack is like in a standoff with all of these ultra robots. And basically all Jack says to them is why? Why did you destroy all of those villages? To lure you to us, to draw you out. What? Yes, we have been hunting you. We have come to destroy you. Your search is over. Come and get me. Yeah, what a badass. Who wants some? This fight, I think, goes a little differently than Jack expected. Oh, yeah. So the, like, claw chain robot uh, shoots at Jack. Uh, Jack jumps out of the way and brings his sword down, like, taking a few swings at the robot. But he's not doing any damage at all. Yeah, he's just, it's glancing off the robot. Yeah, it's it's not effective. Um, and it like closes up. It's like a close up on Jack's eyes and his eyes are like quivering. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh Oh, this is, this is highly unusual. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> um, another robot punches at him and he like dodges and swings at the robot's arm. And again, there's just like absolutely nothing. It just glances right off. Um, and all of the other robots start attacking him in unison, like the flamethrower robot and the saw blades, like every robot with projectiles starts like shooting at Jack. He tries to run away from the scene and like the robot with the shurikens like cuts him up pretty bad. Like he gets all these bloody cuts all over his body. Yep. He's uh, got another torn up outfit. Oh, yeah. None of his outfits can survive, but he keeps producing them. Um, We're not going to figure out why we're just gonna we're just gonna let it happen Mm -hmm. the uh invisible robot sneaks up on jack 
and just like punches the fuck out of him, like knocks him around a little bit. And like Jack can't even see him. But like, clearly, these are heavy, heavy blows. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the explosive rope robot, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it is like my favorite weapon of probably any of these robots. But it is like the weirdest one to describe is the explosive rope robot. Yeah, they're like these thick ropes that just shoot out <laughs> of its chest. It's, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> it's weird, but good. Um, he like blasts Jack away, like with a huge blast from these ropes. Um, he's blasting Jack with ropes. It's exactly what I want. <laughs> um, someone is watching this fight happen. Um, and we don't know who, because we're looking through like a pair of binoculars. Mm-hmm. Um, and whoever is watching this fight just calls out to Jack and is just telling Jack to run, just says, run. And it cuts back to the fight and like the fire robot, like blasts Jack away further into the desert. Um, and the, uh, all the other robots start like blasting at him where he landed and they're repeatedly blasting him with like everything they have. Um, but when the dust settles, Jack is gone. He's not in the spot. Um, but like their, their eyes focus in on Jack, like running through the desert back towards this village that he came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just slowly follow after him. Jack reaches the village and sees, like, looks behind him and sees these eight robot figures on the horizon, um, which is a pretty cool yeah, shot. It's spooky. I'd be, I'd be spooked. I know. He um, ducks into a demolished building in this village, um, and the robots enter. They start like scanning for Jack, like trying to find him. Um, Jack is hiding in this building, like watching them through some of the holes in the building. And Jack is like completely spent, like he slumps down and looks just completely defeated in this moment. It turns out he's not alone because a human voice says to him, you can't hide forever. (laughs) In a very like Professor Frank uh, tone of voice. I think it's uh, it's supposed to be the nutty professor. The, the 60s version, but I think that's who Frank is supposed to be as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's all the same humongous, yeah. dorky voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jack looks up and says like, oh, well, who are you? And he sees that same scientist that we've seen earlier on in the episode. And here we get a better shot of him and his character design is he's literally just a rectangle with a head stuck on top of it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like the laziest character design I've seen in the show. <laughs> There's really not a lot to him, but he's this just funny little dorky dude <laughs> um, and uh, introduces himself to Jack as Extor. Yeah, which is a terrible name. I am Extor, the one who created those monsters. What? I set out to construct the ultimate assassins to hunt you down and destroy you. I worked tirelessly day and night until my machines of doom were completed. Each were designed with a unique tool of destruction. Countless days were spent analyzing your fighting technique. They were the deadliest war machines ever created, and their power source came from the world's most ultimate evil, Aku. So, yeah, we've seen him working on these robots, like, up to this point and, like, teaching them Jack's fighting style. Um, And then Aku arrives in the scene. And actually, 
this is it. I, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've seen Aku in season two. Yeah, you could be right. Yeah, you know what? I think it is. I, yeah, I don't think we've seen him a single time, which is like actually really shocking when you consider this is now five episodes into yeah. season two. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, now that I think about it. You know, I miss the guy when he's not around. Yeah. Even if his his threat is ever present, you know, I want to see what he's up to. Yeah. We've mostly just been getting like world villains, like mini bosses up until now. Right. No, this is the head honcho. Um, yeah, he's back. He arrives in this lab and uh, he's going to power these these robots um, and he sticks his big pointy Aku fingers into the tops of their heads and drains a bunch of Aku essence into them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his fingers do like that thing the cartoons do to show like liquid moving through a hose where they have like little bulges going down into yeah. the robots. And I think it makes like a sound with it. Like they're like a gas tank filling up. Yeah. This gushy Aku sound with his fingers and the tops of their heads. It's very <laughs> weird. Um, I love the idea of them though, like being like made up of Aku stuff. Like yeah. They, they run on Aku. Mm-hmm. America runs on Aku. If you think about it, I guess that's true. <laughs> um, Aku tells Xtor, uh, you know, you've done a great job. Um, but now we're going to test out these robots by destroying your village. Mm-hmm. Of course, Extor panics and he's like, hey, we had an agreement and Aku just calls him a fool and like sends the robots to destroy the village. Like he does. Yep. Typical yeah. Aku. Yeah. Um, this guy was a total fool, but he's yeah. Aku's making him pay the price. These robots are destroying his village. He calls the robots my children, which I think is funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mako is really good. Um, the robots explode this lab and uh the uh, Xtor like pulls himself out of the wreckage and he sees the village burning down. Um, and it cuts back to the present and Xtor is telling Jack this story. And he says, yeah, I was a fool to trust Aku, uh, but now I'm going to destroy these creations. I'm going to destroy the robots and I need your help to do it. Um, but he declines uh, because he says that he can't fight them uh, because all of his attacks failed, just just as we saw. Mm-hmm. He could not land a single blow. And he actually <laughs> has a great jack line. He says, the blade of my ancient sword cannot cut through the futuristic technology that you have created. <laughs> you bastard. But luckily, uh, Xtor says he has a way to defeat these robots, which is <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So he's got a way to do it. He says, yeah, Jack, you know, you're not strong enough. But you'll be able to cut through them like butter, he says, with my last scientific invention, which is a big ass <laughs> Nintendo Nintendo power glove. Yeah, just a giant robot arm. Um, <laughs> just to back up a second, though, I think the, the X-Tor says that the robots are made of adamantium or adamantite or something. Is that a real metal? I was always under the impression that that was uh, an X-Men thing. Well, let's find out together. Uh, adamantium is not a real metal. Okay, you are correct. That's that, what is, I that is an X-Man thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so what these robots are made out of that. Uh, so X-Men is, is canon in the Jack timeline. Well, that one robot's claws do kind of look like Wolverine claws. Oh, so they do. I believe it. Um, yeah, those, those two universes definitely should and probably will collide at some point in these 
upcoming episodes. Oh my god, that'd be so cool. Forget like DC Marvel clash. It's got to be Samurai Jack. Actually, how about just all Cartoon Network and Marvel versus clash. Marvel? <laughs> Cartoon Network versus Marvel. Dude, I would watch that or read that. I would watch that or anything or whatever they want me to do however, with that. I'm on board. However they produced that, I am on board 100%. Yeah, sign me. Sign me up. Um yeah, he pulls out like this gigantic, huge ass robot arm, um, which looks very silly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jack asks what this is. And because the show can't help itself and because I can't help myself, uh, I have written down exactly what the ridiculous long name of this arm is. Awesome. <clears throat> it is a cybernetic, synaptically linked, dynodextric isometric polyduritanium power gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Got, got it? Yep. Oh, the Hulk hand. He pulls out a giant Hulk hand and hands it to Jack. <laughs> Jack smash. Okay, so now we really are crossing the streams here. <laughs> it's a million dollar, trillion dollar idea, some would <laughs> say. Our third bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> so many bonus episodes. Okay. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do. Um. Yeah, he basically tells Jack, this will make you strong enough to cut through, yeah, the adamantium bodies. Is You're right. That's exactly what he says. Um, Jack puts this robot arm on in, like, these anime action shots of it, like, equipping to his arm. Um, and he looks, he does look, like, really fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, his arm is, like, as big as his entire body now. <laughs> like, it's completely ridiculous. Like, like, this huge anchor arm, like, on Jack. That, um, that is what it's like. <laughs> he looks, he looks like a moron, uh, but I love it. I think it's very funny. Um, and yeah, Jack is like now equipped and like ready to go into battle. Um, before that happens, Extor like very quickly asks Jack for a high five. It's great. I love it. Which Jack obviously doesn't know what that is, just like he didn't know what knock knock jokes are. So Jack's like, what? And Exor just keeps he just keeps saying high five, high five. Like holding his hand up <laughs> high five. But Jack won't do it. Um, <laughs> he just keeps giving him this like look like what the fuck are you talking about? Jack leaves him hanging it only for the fact that Extor is like just a complete eccentric weirdo. <laughs> uh, he's great. This whole scene is <laughs> like just bizarre. Um, but yeah, we cut back. Uh, Jack is now waiting in the desert, like waiting for these robots to appear. He's got this stupid arm, like waiting for all of them. Um, Xor is watching the fight from far away, like through his binoculars. Um, the robots arrive and they see Jack's huge arm. Uh, and they say to him like, oh, we, we see you've made some modifications. Yep. Um, but ultimately they say, you know, that's useless. They'll they'll still defeat Jack in battle. Um, so Jack runs straight into battle and avoids a few of the robots attacks and then just cuts the fire robot like directly in half and oil starts like shooting everywhere mm-hmm. as, as will happen in the show when Jack really has a badass moment and kills the robots. Yeah. The oil starts flying yep. in place of blood. So <laughs> slow motion oil splatter. Yeah, you know what you're getting into. Um, there is a cool moment where, like, the flamethrower arm gets cut off and, like, blasts this this oil 
pouring out of the robot, which causes like a huge explosion. Mm-hmm. There are some really cool like slow motion shots in this whole Yeah, there fight. are. Um, the claw arms shoot at Jack. Uh, he dodges them and then cuts through the chain uh, and then just cuts that robot straight in half. Um, all the other robots with projectiles start shooting at him. Um, he dodges these attacks for a bit. And uh, the robot with the explosive ropes shoots at Jack and like wraps one of the ropes around uh, his robot arm and it explodes and there's like a big dust cloud. Uh, but when it settles, Jack is like totally fine. Mm-hmm. And he slowly is like Jack is a sick fuck sometimes in these scenes. He like slowly plunges his sword like into the robot's torso and then just like a little bit of oil blood splashes on his face. He's a nasty freak. He <laughs> he gets off on this kind of stuff. As much as he tries to pretend that he doesn't. Right. He says that he doesn't like it, but he likes it. <laughs> Jack, like, disappears in another cloud, and uh, the machine gun robot and the shuriken robot, they're, like, searching for him, scanning through this cloud. Um, and he gets them to, like, fire at one of the other robots and, like, completely destroy it. Um, which I feel like is the thing that happens a lot on this show is like Jack convincing one robot to shoot another robot. Yeah, it happens uh, every few episodes. <laughs> it seems like yeah. we had it in the Frequently. we had it in the Jack in the Smackback episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, all over the all over the place. It's like yeah, Jack's a jujitsu master when it comes to robot guns. <laughs> yeah, uh, so there's okay, so there's a very cool slow motion sequence that happens next. Um, Jack cuts off one of the arms of the machine gun robots Mm -hmm. and it's like flying through the air in slow motion. Um, And as it's flying through the air, he positions himself in front of that machine gun robot and stabs backwards into its torso and grabs the still connected arm of the robot, Mm -hmm. like pulls it down and takes control and then catches the severed gun arm that's flying through the air. So Jack is like standing in front of this machine gun robot, controlling both of its machine gun arms. Yeah. uh, And like fires into the other robots and like completely blows them up. And all the while during that sequence, while the, while the one arm is flying through the air, it's still shooting. So we get yeah. these really cool, like punctuating, like gunshot beats to it. It's like every like maybe half second we get another one. Uh, it's yeah. a it's probably the coolest scene in the episode. Yeah, it's like this really cool segment. Um, yeah, like takes control of that robot, like uses it to destroy another one, and then like turns around and just hacks up that machine gun robot to bits. Very very well done. He uh, fights the saw blade robot for a minute and like destroys one of its arms. Um, And then the vanishing, like the invisible robot um, runs at him and punches at Jack and Jack punches back with his humongous arm um, and their fists collide. uh, But Jack's huge arm like tears through this other robot's fist. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. That robot like reels back from that that attack and uh, turns invisible and approaches Jack and like starts fucking him up a little bit. Like we saw earlier in the episode, Mm -hmm. just like viciously punching him like all over. I think that uh, it would have been best if all of the robots could go invisible. I I get that they all have their own weapons, but I would say that invisibility is not really a weapon. It's just punching him. 
Uh, and, right. and if they could all go invisible, they would have had a much easier time. Yeah, I yeah, I understand the appeal of like, oh, they've each got their specialty. But yeah. like, you know, we got these robot Power Rangers here. We need to <laughs> make them all unique in some way. <laughs> if they all did everything, this might have gone differently. Oh, yeah. Um, but luckily, yeah, Xtor put in some kind of fail safe. But <laughs> yeah. only if you have a all powerful samurai warrior wielding <laughs> a gigantic robot arm. Uh yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, this this robot's invisible. He's punching Jack, um, and the saw blade robot like goes in uh, to attack Jack. And while he's doing this, uh, Jack sees like the invisible robot's footprints like approaching him from behind. Uh, so what he does is he jumps up in the air and cuts open the saw blade robot's body, which like has another huge. A, like spurt of oil that covers that invisible robot entirely. Mm-hmm. So now Jack can see exactly where it is because it's dripping in oil. Pretty clever. Oh boy, this is a lot of explanation. I'm running out of breath just talking about all these robot deaths. <laughs> We're almost done. I know. There's uh, luckily there's only one robot left. Um, it's the one with the samurai sword, and Jack is like standing ready to fight it, uh, but his arm starts like beeping and flashing. And crashes to the ground in like a huge heap, which kind of sucks. It only lasted like 10 minutes. It's like it's like an RC car from when you were little and you had to spend like six hours charging it. And you only got like 20 minutes playing with it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like he forgot to charge it before giving it to Jack. (laughs) Like, oh, it was unplugged from the wall. Sorry. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Terrible timing. Um, And yeah, Xtor like panics seeing that the arm ran out of juice. Um and it's like completely useless now. Like Jack can't even lift it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so he casts that arm aside, like the robot arm aside, and stands ready for battle. And uh, they he charges he charges at the robot, and uh, he Jack is like taking vicious chops at him with his sword, but is not powerful enough, so he just straight up cannot break through. Mm-hmm. The robot like knocks Jack away, um, calls him a fool. Very Aku-ish. Yep. He's, uh, he is his father's son. Yeah, he takes after his daddy, for <laughs> sure. Your sword does not match the power of Aku. Wrong. This sword carries the history and strength of my people. Its power is immeasurable. Great ancestors, hear my plea. What are you doing? If I am worthy... Grant me the strength to vanquish this evil abomination and send it back to... Oi! Jack! Oi! Jack's not out of it! I honor all who trust me. My cause is worthy, great ancestors. And we could see Jack is, like, kneeling in prayer with his sword, like, stuck in the earth. Um, And Xtor is watching this and, like, freaking out as the ultra robot starts to approach to like deliver the final blow. But yeah, Jack is just, he's praying, like making this appeal to his ancestors, which is just full of like samurai Jack, like over the top lines. Like he says, like, let my sword be your instrument of justice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we get some pretty nice, like neat shots of like uh, somebody forging the sword. 
uh, yeah. and like the history behind it. Um, it's it's kind of cool. It, it's a little it feels like a kind of a weird place for exposition uh, just in the middle of a random episode. But I think it right. It's still pretty neat. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And also, I like this solution much more than the power glove yeah. solution. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this this appeals to me much more. Uh, yeah, Jack, we see. Yeah, like these blacksmiths like in the sky, like pounding a sword, which I don't know if it's Jack's sword that they're making or if they're just making a sword. Yeah, it's I, hard to say. I assumed it was the the was it the wise men that they talked about forging the sword in the first episode or the sages or something. Right. Uh, I assumed yeah. it was them, even though it doesn't look like the same characters we saw in the like the painting um, showing that happening. But that's kind of where I landed. Yeah, there is definitely some like big time lore and like actual story explanation for Jack's sword being forged. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember it 100 percent. So, yeah, I just remember it's a it's a magic sword forged by some sages in a mountain. Something. Um, yeah, something like that. that's pretty much all I remember. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's a cool scene. They're like hammering the sword um, and they bring one of these blacksmiths brings down the hammer. And as he brings it down, this giant ray of brilliant blue light engulfs Jack completely. Um, and after it subsides after a minute, uh, his sword is glowing with like this bright white energy. Mm-hmm. He pulls the sword up from the dirt and swings it down towards the robot's head uh, and the robot puts uh, its own sword up to block the attack, but Jack just like cuts directly through the sword and then directly through his robot body. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it's pretty cool. It kind of reminds me of uh, Wind Waker where you have to go around and power up the um, master sword and then it glows for the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, very Zelda like. I think I thought of like the Skyward Sword, which is mm. <laughs> obviously I'm playing that right now, but yeah, yeah definitely that kind of. That kind of vibe. And that's a very similar. Well, it's the same sword, even, but <laughs> it's a very similar, like quest line. If you want to get into it, yeah, I do. Let's do it we, right now. <laughs> uh, that's okay. We're almost done. Um, yeah, yeah. It cuts the sword right through the robot's body. And the robot just says in his robo voice, "He says unbelievable," and then the two halves of his body fall apart and like explode. Yeah, he sounds pissed. <laughs> Like, like he's annoyed that there's like a traffic jam or something like unbelievable. <laughs> God damn it. Explosion. <laughs> um, yeah, the fight is over and Jack has won. Um, Xtor like pops up from the desert hills behind him and starts celebrating like a fool. <laughs> yeah, woohoo! He does a lot of like that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like hooting and hollering. It's basically the same exact thing as when uh, Rothy was celebrating Jack's victory <laughs> yeah. in episode three. Basically the same exact thing, like totally killing the moment. <laughs> uh, Jack is standing amongst like the bodies of all these torn up robots. Um, and from there, the the robots, this black goo starts to leak out and like slither across the desert floor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like this ominous black goo that's making like there's no other way to describe it than Aku noises. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like this sinister black goo creeping across the floor. Um, looks like it's like trying to escape. Um, but before it does, Jack sees this and he leaps up in the air and plunges his sword directly down into this black goo, which like dissipates around him. Mm-hmm. It like it, it, it kind of like 
shoots up into the air in like little shreds. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> it's cool. He like vanquishes this goo with his sword. Yeah. Um, and what's really cool about this moment is like we know that those robots were made of Aku or powered by Aku. Um, and after Jack delivers this blow, it immediately cuts to Aku's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and he screams out in pain <laughs> and he goes, oh, the sword. And then he just goes, oh, the samurai. Yeah, when, when he screams out, he grabs his elbow. <laughs> He's just like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Like this very specifically targeted, like that's where the goof, the goo came yeah. from. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was cool, though. Like, even though it's no longer like a part of his body, like he still feels the pain mm. of the sword, which is cool. Uh, Jack sheathes his sword all cool style yep. as he does. That's what he does. He always does it all cool style. It's the coolest style of sword sheathing around. Um, and Xtor pops up behind him and asks him one more time for a high five. And there's a close up of their hands as Jack does high five him. And then it immediately cuts to like the credits with Jack's eyes against the red background but like without the sound that we're used to. Yeah, it's just a, a still image of like the background for the credit scene. <laughs> it's like such a weird, abrupt, like curt ending to the episode, like high five, no sound, close up of the eyes and then credits roll. It was like it's like a really weird. It was bizarre. Scene. Uh, it was almost like they forgot to put the, the music in there. Right. Or they just really wanted the impact of that high five to stick with you <laughs> although he, he he never taught jack what a high five was like we didn't even get a scene of him being like he, he like grabbing his hand and doing it it would have been really good if he'd done it with the power glove because <laughs> it might have sent him flying just, i think maybe they were trying to set up that launches joke. him into the <laughs> into like a building that would have been great uh we didn't get that we did get this episode closing high five though and yeah that that is how the episode ends yep watch it yeah, this episode, um, I thought this was really great. Um, like, nice to finally, like, we've had so far this season, it's been a long time of, like, I think funny episodes with Jack, like, doing silly stuff with silly characters. Yeah, a lot of goofs. Um, yeah. So this one was nice to, like, have, you know, a, obviously a much more serious tone and, like, even some of the imagery in this episode, like, as brutal as it was, like, it was also, like, really striking and, like, powerful. Yeah. Um, like, really definitely worked for me. Yeah, I liked a lot of the character designs of, like, the little, uh, <laughs> the, the gremlins at the beginning and yeah. the uh, the robots in the village. And even, like, the the ultra robots, I thought, looked really cool. Um, the, the only yeah. character design I didn't think looked really cool was Xtor. <laughs> <laughs> He was he was definitely an oddball. Um, <laughs> his character was funny, though, like the whole high five madness. And yeah, that that high five bit, I, I think, is like one of my favorite bits from the show so far. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like the, the line delivery to the, the way that he just goes high five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, what a weirdo. Um, yeah, no, the characters in this episode, like even the ones that we barely spend any time with, like the aliens and the funny little clanking around robots. Like mm. they're all great. And yeah, like these are like some of the most like savage and like threatening enemies that Jack has faced now in a long time. Um, yeah, their, their designs and like their capabilities were definitely all like super cool, um, which I enjoyed a lot. Yeah, no, just, just a really good episode. And yeah, like it, it is good to like 
that is what this show can do is like balance like a lot of the the funny jokey episodes that we've seen with like the very serious like action sequences yep. and sort of heavier subject matter like that's that's one thing that this show did like surprisingly like in a time where like a lot of shows wouldn't even touch some of the stuff that Samurai oh, Jack yeah. was doing. Yeah. Uh, there is something I noticed about this episode that kind of relates to the last one, which was that Jack was very ready to give up again. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of noticing that's becoming more of a thing lately. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to come back in kind of the same way that Jack's anger in season one did uh, with like right. Jack versus mad Jack. Is there going to be like a point, in the near future where where Jack really feels hopeless and something has to like kind of snap him out of that. Um, yeah. Or is that just like uh, just something that just kind of made it in through the writers and didn't really mean anything? It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, but no, you're definitely right. There is like a lot of feeling of hopelessness. Like he's <laughs> to this point, Jack has had like a lot of opportunities just like snatched away from him right at the last yeah. minute. Um, so now, yeah, like different than the frustrations that he had earlier. Now it's just like despair. Yeah. He's been at this for a while. Yeah. Uh, we don't really have a good idea of how long he's been at it, but it's season two. So I would say <laughs> a while. Jack has been through some shit to this point. Yeah. So like I would definitely be feeling down a little bit, but you know, he's Jack. He'll figure it He'll out. Bounce back. He's a smart guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Great. Great episode. Uh, I thought it was really well done. Uh, let's move on, shall we? Let's. Brendan, we have an email this week. We do. This one's from Cody. Uh, we've had emails from Cody in the past, uh, and this is another one. Every time Cody emails us is great because I know you and me are about to say some stupid shit. So let's <laughs> do it. Uh, okay. Uh, he says, sup, guys. Uh, not much. Sup, Cody. Uh, he says, so y'all were talking... Uh, hold on. Uh, so I'm going to read it as it's written. So y'all were talking about we're talking about the stone to pound conversion. And I looked it up <laughs> because that whole scene left me with a few questions. Uh, it's 14 pounds to one stone, which I think I said I would guess seven. You said 15 to 20. So you were closer, but I was closest without going over. So uh, price is right rules. I That's win. true. So you won. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> a brand new car. <laughs> so that makes this hulking guy uh, 280 pounds. Uh, a, we decide if that's realistic or not for a guy of that stature. I would say a guy like him, uh, kind of built like he is 280 might even be a little low. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to say that that's low only because now that I know definitively that it's 280 pounds, I'm like, I'm not as far away from that personally as <laughs> I would care to be. So we'll say that's certainly I, far too low. I think it it's must too be much low more. for because he he's a massive guy. He's like just a brick house of muscle. So I would put him yeah. probably closer to like 350. Um, yeah, same. But that's what I would say. <laughs> and then so he goes on <laughs> to say, also, how much did that other rock weigh? Uh, I would say about 14 pounds. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, it was a stone. Yeah. And we know how much stones how much weigh, stone thanks to Cody. Uh, so I would say about that. Um, but that seems <laughs> low for what Jack would be able to throw. I would say maybe more realistically, it would be three stones. So what is that, 42 pounds? It's probably fair. That sounds that sounds probably 50, about right. A 50-pound bag, you can pick it up. But like, I don't think I'd be able to throw a 50-pound bag very far. No, and Jack was struggling even to carry it. Yeah. So it must have been, yeah, 50, 40 
50-ish pounds. That sounds about yeah. That sounds about right. I w- I'll go with that. Uh, and if The Rock weighs more, why is it so impressive that he threw the big guy? Um, I wouldn't say The Rock weighs more. Uh, I would say it's no. impressive that he threw the big guy because the big guy weighs more, um, but also because of the way that he did it. It was kind of like a judo yes. throw. Um, I would agree. Yeah, I yeah. would agree. The guy, the guy is heavier than the stone, mm. which I believe is a quote from Corinthians. <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> anyway, uh, so was it just pure style points? Um, that went with the last question, but I would say uh, it was a combination of both the guys heavy and style points because like, yeah, it did look cool. Uh, anyway, for sure. Thought I'd clear up that conversion for you, your friend Cody. And then he's got a postscript. Uh, Follow-up oh. question. If the guy weighs more than the rock, how did Jack throw him with such ease? Well, it's a it's a question of leverage uh, when it comes to like judo throwing. He's kind of using his weight and and the the movement of putting him over his shoulder to uh to get the force needed to to launch him. Yeah, from a standstill, you know, he was not able to chuck that other rock so easily, but with this giant man, he he did kind of whip him around by the thumb. So it was, yeah, kind of a you know, there's a there's a physics equation to be done here. Yeah, and you see it. We know like, how much the man weighs. <laughs> we can we can figure it out. And you see it in like martial arts. You can see somebody who's smaller really tossing somebody who's much bigger than them. You see this exact scenario come up in martial arts all the time. People whipping giant Scotsmen by their thumbs, <laughs> conking their heads on big rocks. I mean, we just went through the Olympics and you couldn't not turn the TV on and see people whipping around Scotsmen by their thumbs. <laughs> Seen a man in a dress tossing a giant Scotsman. Yeah, I mean, even like, man, the beach volleyball they were doing that. It's insane. I don't know. It's <laughs> the, something's got to be done about the volleyball this was a Scotsman. It was a Scotsman. They were just beating him around above the Passing net, and back and forth, spiking him. Yeah, I felt bad for the guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's what I would say about that. Uh, thank you for your email, Cody. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. Always sparking the dumbest conversations, but <laughs> you keep sending them in, so we appreciate it, and we would appreciate it if you would keep doing it. Oh, yeah. And anyone else who wants to send us an email, you can do so at gotarecap at gmail.com, and we will likely read it on the show. Yes, definitely. Please do that. That's that's one of our favorite things to do is get into these <laughs> absurd conversations <laughs> like the one we just had. Um Definitely reach out to us there. Uh, definitely follow us on social media at God Recap, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we will see you all there for more bizarre scenarios and uh, funny pictures. I like some of the screenshots that we're able to pull from these episodes. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. there's good stills. I'm still using the uh, the Grumpy Jack from the uh, Three Little Bears as my uh, Twitter <laughs> picture. Which you will from now through the end of time. Probably. As you yeah. should. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great. Definitely follow along with us there. And uh, if you could please take, you know, just a little bit of time to head to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review, uh, that would be super cool. We would super duper appreciate it. Yes. Uh, Brendan. Nick. Nice job. Good episode. Thank you. We had fun today. Yeah, we did. We have fun here every day. We have fun here every day. Uh, you're a fun guy, I think. <laughs> I've made that decision just now. Oh, thank you. I think you're all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see how it is. Um, I think you're a fun guy. I think everyone who listens to us are fun guys and gals and whatnot. Yeah, we appreciate out all there, of you. You're all great. We're going to have much more fun. 
next week, episode 19 of Samurai Jack. Y'all come back. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. High five. What? High five. What? High five. I do not understand. Never mind.